This is Radically Alive Women's Edgecast. Shit is fucked and we need to deal with it. We need to find a way. You can't say, oh, we, we can't do this. We can't eradicate single use. We can't change our behavior. I'm already warmed up with a pre-conversation with you, Laura. Welcome, Laura Cope. Perfect. Thank you for talking to me. I appreciate it. I've heard of you already a few years ago before the whole COVID thing hit. I was making pottery ceramics and pottery cups because I cared about reducing waste of single-use coffee cups. And you were so active promoting your platform of Yuyo. Yuyo, Yuyo, Yuyo. And I've been inspired or keep being inspired by the posts that I see. They're so bold and you're such, you're taking such a stand for reducing single-use waste, which goes beyond single-use coffee cups. And I came here with a question of how did you get there? What drives you to take such a radical stand where you also, you're cutting out bullshit. I see that a lot in, in what you put out there. How do you get to be so radical? Right. So there's the small answer which is the day-to-day -day answer, which is a frustration about single-use waste, about feeling protective about my family, about trying to keep myself accountable. And then there's the big and real answer, which is what I try and operate on as much as I can, especially with you, Yo, which is like, what is the bottom line? I think having any conversation these days, political, socioeconomic, there's a tendency... If you're making a stand and you're fighting for change, I hear more than anything people saying to me, you're being naive, you're oversimplifying, and then trying to drag you into the details and the complications about why what you're proposing is impossible or irrelevant or not appropriate or unfeasible in some way. And as soon as that happens to me in life, in any arena, red flags come up and you know that you're being manipulated, moved away from the bottom line, which is shit is fucked and we need to deal with it. We need to find a way. You can't say, oh, we, we can't do this. We can't eradicate single use. We can't change our behavior. It sounds like you're looking at reality and you're not letting yourself be dragged back into a dream world. Yeah, kind of like, I suppose it's a bit of a nihilistic optimism. I mean, I think you have a lot of conversations with, with people that, that will try and shut you down in just moving you away from the main point and you can get easily distracted. It's, I think it's the same in any kind of discussion or any argument when you're trying to push against something, you can easily be distracted into the details, you know? It's the same in a domestic scenario if you're having an argument with someone and like, yeah, but you didn't do the laundry. And I was like, it's not about the laundry. I feel that it's kind of like that with you, Yo. What is the bottom line? The bottom line is change is possible. Everyone has an opportunity, regardless of their situation, to use their voice in a positive way. Social media has given us that. I hear what you're saying. And it's, it sounds like you're really connected to the purpose. You're, you're connected to, to your knowing of this doesn't work and we need to take a stand. There is obviously there's there's issues that you need to for you yo which is working with hospitality which is working with an issue of single use and behavior change there are issues of, of social demographic of people need, needing to make a living needing to make an income but those details are quite easily addressed the bottom line needs to continue which is 
we can't carry on like this. So when anyone comes at you with, oh, but how about this? You say, yes, yes, that's relevant, but we mustn't lose sight of the bottom line. We need to change our behavior. Everything that, that comes apart of that. Will you tell us, how do we need to change the behavior? What's the clarity that you have about it? It's dissolving this apathy that we've been lulled into, a lack of interest in our democracy, in our uh, political literacy, a lack of agency, feeling disempowered, you know? So we'll be like, what, what use am I? What can I do? What does my voice count for? And I think that probably, again, is a fundamental thing of you. Yo. Social media is fantastic. It's such a tool for change in what we ignore, what we give love to, what we don't give love to. And we hear this all the time, you know, um, it, it's not about individual action. It's about the coffee roasters. It's about the packaging industry. It's about local council. And there's this huge disconnect that we don't feel that these things are answerable to us or we can impact them. When the only benefits of living in a consumer society is that's your massive power. They literally depend on you. So for me, I think behavior change at its smallest level, and obviously I've been working online and working on Instagram stuff, is don't press that like button and use your voice to say, this isn't acceptable, climate crisis, or send a little message in the background. Can you please change what you're portraying? Can you please change what you're working for? Don't work for throwaway culture. Don't work to represent single use. Everybody can do that. The amount of single-use branded litter you see now compared to five, six years ago is absolutely due to people calling it out and making it something that isn't acceptable anymore. That goes up the ladder, goes up the ladder to the roasters. The roasters have relationships, obviously, with their cafes, but with local councils, the local business community. Yeah, it, it all travels up. It all travels up quite easily, I think, once we engage with our, our power. So there's two things that I see. One is that there's a real feminine way that you've created that by this network approach somehow. Because I, I also see that you come from a bigger picture that goes way beyond single use, right? It, it goes about, it, it's really about life on the planet. And that's what I also notice is that women have a key to that in that life. We're really, if we're connected, if I'm connected as a woman to myself, there's no way that I can, that I can not know about the, the, pre the preciousness of life on the planet. I can give birth. I'm, I'm not a mother, but I could give birth. And, and that, I think that in itself has a power. How did you get there? Like there's, there's a bigger picture and then you just grabbed one piece and went full in. How, will you say something about that? I went to see, so my, my daughter is autistic and has been homeschooled since she was about six or seven. She started writing to David Attenborough. Hi, David. My name's Grace. This is what I think. And here's some pictures of animals and I'm doing this and that. And, and he wrote back and then she'd write and then he'd write back. So there was one year, I think it was 2017, 16, we were lucky enough to have David Attenborough visit Aotearoa. We also had, it was the same year that Jane Goodall did a tour as well. And so my daughter was like, right, we need to go and see him. Of course we do. So we went out to Auckland. We saw David Attenborough at the end of what was an enthralling show. Kids stood up and said, right, what do we, what do, we do? And his advice was go grassroots, support grassroots actions, like do what you can at a grassroots level, think of something and be dedicated to it. So we walked home from the theater in Auckland and there's trash all over the street. And my daughter's like, mommy, mommy, what are we going to do? Because now she's got it. She's not going to let go of it. And I was like, right, okay, well, let's deal with this. Let's deal with this shit on the floor because it doesn't need to be there. And it's something that I thought would enable me to work within an industry that's inherently wasteful, that people interact with every day. 
and a way of beginning conversations with regular humans trying to say we have a responsibility we have a shared responsibility so i was like okay i'll start a cafe guide i mean i've made coffees and bits and pieces before but i needed to have something like solid to enter the room with you know so we started the yuyo cafe guide for free cafe sign up we'll give them promotion how are we going to promote them let's use social media so i was like right okay we'll start an instagram account and we'll use that instagram account to celebrate the wins and kind of like encourage and educate and for me that was a huge process of learning so so anyway that that's how it began from that little bit of inspiration so that yeah that that communicating and asking for help and expecting it as well rather than being really self-deprecating like i'm not worthy of this offering whatever you've got enthusiasm time in return so yeah, that's kind of how how it began. So did these sounds like kind of like larger concepts under the heading of just like starting up a website and a cafe guide and running an Instagram account, but it was massive. The conversations have been massive, cutting through it all the time. Very little small talk goes on at Yuyo. It just jumps straight to it. Like even even you know t- today speaking with you straight away, just straight into it. We're running out of time, and that's a good thing. You know, there's no misery or depression here about this. We're running out of time. What an excellent opportunity to like just get on with it. Take your heart into your hand and just run. Yeah, you know, just run into it. Go oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just squeeze it. Bleed everywhere. <laughs> well, that's what we do, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Bleed everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yes, I looked at the Yuyo website, and I also know this is the language that you're using. is It's about being proactivist, so it's going beyond talking of the problem to solutioning it. You brought that also earlier in our pre-conversation. So what what are we going to do with it rather than talking about it? I think part of the problem is that people love to talk about a problem and have a problem rather than going into the next phase of now. What are we going to do with it? You're going to keep it, or you're going to do something about it and change it? Yeah, I think we're we're kind of hobbled by process and system and precedent and again again the way we're living at the moment we've inherited these systems of living in of infrastructure you know if if we could start again like tomorrow and a whole bunch of people ideally women ideally not white women all sat in a room and said right we're rebuilding the world tomorrow how are we going to do it it would look nothing like the processes we have today to get something done because it's ridiculous everything takes forever everything's blocked it's a, yeah a system of precedents that we've inherited from european routes that go back and back and back so when you're trying to make change in an industry anything that requires any kind of legislation change or um, you're working with councils or bits and pieces everything has to go through there's a form and then there's a discussion and then there's a discussion about the form and then we have to get someone else in from another department and something else and something else and there seemed to be this space in the middle for someone or or an organization that had no affiliation that wasn't bound by those regulations to just push through and any time that i've been in a situation or anyone sort of who's been working sort of like working for working with you has been in that situation where you're in a room with eight people from perhaps different councils or different parts of the industry and said right okay this is all great and we're talking about it but we really need to do it. Are we agreed? And there'll be this moment where, you know, people's hands are tied and that you'll be the only person there perhaps who who is allowed to do that. 
who is allowed to go and say that or make that noise because you're outside of that system. I feel um, a little anger coming up there in me because like what I see then that then the system is a bribery. Like if, if I cannot speak up because I'm on a payroll, I'm bribed to being silent. And what would happen if every woman just turned up and said, you know what, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that because that, that's actually not right. Imagine what a day that would be. What a gorgeous day that would be. It would be absolute chaos. But I think the day after would be quite lovely. Actually, that is part of a woman's creation is being okay with the chaos. Chaos is absolutely necessary. I mean, birth is not neat and tidy. It's chaotic. Yeah. And that's birth's new life. So it needs to be chaotic. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to get out of this yeah. tidy way. And if a system this crumbles, is... then chaos, of course. Yes, it's not a problem. This, um, I think, we, yeah, we talked about earlier about the sort of accusations of being over-emotional, of being naive, of, of simplifying, especially over-emotional, you know, being attached to being a, a weakness that women have. And I, th I think most of us are realizing this now, that, that what absolute bullshit that is, because every single major decision that any human being, regardless of, of gender or gender choice, makes is based on, on on emotive parameters, you know, who you spend your life with, where you live, what you do. It's all 100% emotional. And I think to bring that to the front and operate on an emotional level is one of the most powerful things that we can be doing. And again, which I try and do with you, Yo, is just, is just to say, well, of course I'm fucking pissed off. Like things are broken. Of course I'm upset. Of course I'm angry. And someone, because it seems like something that can be said to you as a criticism, like calm down. Calm down. No, I'm not going to fucking calm down. It's really serious. And by calming down, I'm being controlled and I'm being silenced and I'm not using any of the power or strength that I can bring to the table, which is wholly emotional. As, as you said, life is chaotic and life is messy and life is emotional. And to bring that out and start utilizing that instead of being paralyzed or silenced or bribed or maneuvered or manipulated into towing a line that isn't our line. It's a patriarchal inherited precedent system, you know, which is, which is becoming less and less relevant, I feel. Yes, it is obsolete already. And what is each one of us doing with it? Um, yeah. <laughs> There's an important difference that I've learned about and, and experienced in the emotionality of women and men that, yes, we have a heart and this heart has a function for a human being, the way we can be emotional. And I've learned about a distinction between feelings and emotions where a feeling is that power, this force is right now, I'm fucking angry because this doesn't work for me and here's my boundary and this is what I take a stand for. And, and you have this clarity and that's what I love about you, Yo. It's like, yes, you know, things are not working and they need to change. So that clarity is a function of the heart of, of conscious anger. And emotional anger is being angry at someone for them not doing what they ought to be doing or despising someone. That's the emotion where I hold a grudge, I have resentment. And women that don't learn to use their anger consciously, they, they hold on to the resentment at the world. And then they disempower themselves, really. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad to hear that you've ventured into this. Here's my resource. I'm going to make fucking use of it. And that's the resource of, I'm pissed off, I'm going. Yeah. And if women don't want to own it, it's going to eat them up. There's so much, the self-doubt is a reflection of that, not putting outward, but putting inward. I'm not good enough. Who am I to do this? I'm too small. And then going, rather spending this energy that could be available for change, for keeping others down, because something about that. So I just wanted yeah. to mention that there's a 
th that's something to be learned. It's like a skill we haven't learned. And somehow you managed yeah. to learn that in your, in your own way. For a lot of us, when we leave school, we spend the next decade unlearning everything we were taught in a certain way, our, our place in things. And then you have to kind of re-educate yourself in how to interact and not jump when the bell rings too. And I think that process continues as you grow and as you get older to, to reconnect all these things that are disconnected in you as a woman growing up in our, again, I can only speak for the sort of the societies and stuff that I've grown up in where you in, you inherit these disconnects from your mother from your grandmother even even from even from from if they're, if they're strong and powerful women they're still fighting to reconnect their stuff it's constant so yeah i think i think we inherit a lot of that trying to find a way through it for, for me becoming a mother and i don't think that necessarily means the process of giving birth it means finding something something which happened to be a little human that i made that i cared about and cared for me unconditionally i think it could be many things it could be like a passion it could be a joy it could be a place but to find something where you just have an unconditional need to protect it can be yourself I think that for me was probably an illuminating moment. I was pretty disjointed before then, had all this emotion and passion that comes from the kind of person that I am and how I was raised and used that, I think, probably in quite dis destructive ways because I didn't, I just wanted to pick a fight. I didn't know what fight to pick or how to drive it or how to, or the necessity of asking for help and collaborating And yeah, everything you're saying about how to work that emotion, how to use that emotion, how to use those feelings. For me, for me I didn't know how to do until, until I found some kind of unconditional love. And then once you have that in any kind of format, I think you can bring that to you, to your conversations. And, and I found in the last sort of five, six years or so, the women that I've spoken to have been really open to that. If you start a conversation, instead of saying, you know, how's your day going? Just by saying, look, I've got this huge burning lump of unconditional love that I need to go and fight with. And can I help you? And will you come with me? And what are you doing? And how are we going to make this happen? Instead of going, oh, like you're a weirdo. They go like, yeah, yeah me too. What I hear from you, it really lands in me and you put it into beautiful words that aren't mine so other women can hear it. So thank you for, yeah, for yeah. your passion. And I want to mention what a powerful woman you are and that where your journey started is that you were working full-time as an architect and you threw yourself fully into creating this not-for-profit organization, this proactivist cafe guide to pick up that piece of litter that you realize, okay, this is where you use the, the grassroots level. This is where I'm going full in. And it sounds like it required you all and you were coming from a place of teaming up with your daughter, with your daughter's passion and desire and empowering actually her by going first and going along with her and saying, this is what we're doing. Oh, she was amazing. She she bailed on me after about a month. She was like, this is great, mum, but you're on your own now. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> I was like, okay, good for you. But it started, it's just like, I was thinking we'll get three, four cafes and then we can go to the local newspaper and then we can get a story. And then we can use words like, solution and community and collaboration and we can just try and make something happen but it once you get hold of something it's like goodness is highly addictive when you when you're talking to people and there's and there's so much drive and you just want to feed off of it you, you just want to keep feeding on it and i think like anything once you start looking and delving you can narrow yourself and you can stay on track which is what you would do if it were your job You're learning and learning and learning and you just it, you just can't stop.
And then amazingly, you realize that you can step back and look and you're irrelevant. You're not needed anymore. It's just going off and doing its thing. And, and people that are better equipped and more specialized in their areas have gone, oh, yeah, well, that thing started. And I'm not saying that I started it, but I mean, just like it takes on a life of its own and you can just kind of, yeah, you can just kick back for a bit. And I think that this goes back to what you were saying earlier about how our emotions can almost be subverted to become negative, where we resent other people and we won't let someone else push up if we don't have this honesty about our feelings and we can let our anger and our frustrations turn into something negative. I think if you're in a position where where you can value other women's work and other women's voices because you're feeling open and stable, that's when stuff really happens. You know, you let it go and you find and, and it's a lovely feeling. And when someone does that to you, when someone brings something to you and says, look, I've had this idea. I can't do it right now, but I, I trust you to do it. Do you want it? And you're like, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, just again, they, they sound like small things, but that's how, that's what Yuyo has been for me is these this multitude of moments of swapping paths and ideas and just watching this network grow. My DMs at Yuyo, I mean, sometimes I get a little bit of shit from people, but you just block them. <laughs> but, um, but they are, they will be primarily women telling stories of stuff that they've done, but their stories won't be like, oh, today I picked up some cups. Their stories of, you know, rubbish cups. The stories would be, well, I went into work and I was really pissed off about it. So I brought in 30 mugs. And then I said to blah, blah, in the other department, can you bring in 30 mugs? And now our whole office for this telecom company is single use cup free because this woman has stood there and thought, I am actually going to take that box of mugs into work. Instead of thinking, will anyone listen to me or is this stupid? It's just a, a simple, basic, practical, visceral movement. It's what we do. Just providing solutions, providing stuff, growing our community, sharing very, very feminine traits, which are, are creating change more than going into the boardroom and putting something on the agenda. Just taking a box of mugs in, mate, you know? What is one thing they could do as they listen now and go off this itchcast? What would you tell them? Find a thing that you can access in your life and, and just like, just get, get in there. Just a small, simple thing and then have a conversation from it. Connect to something simple like that. I mean, the reducing single-use waste is a good thing because it cuts waste, but it's a way to have a conversation about personal responsibility. It creates community. I mean, may maybe start with that. Maybe be the person who just literally goes into a cafe with a mug from the kitchen cupboard and says loud and bold or quiet and shy, can I please get my takeaway coffee in this mug? And then walk down the street with it nice and slowly and let people see you and trust that that small, delicate action will show innovation, even though it's just such a basic thing, a different way of doing things. I'd probably just do that. If you're feeling overwhelmed and you want to do something, just get your coffee in a mug. If you don't have like $4.50 or whatever coffee costs, like make one at home or even just go out with an empty mug and just walk down the street with it. Just do something to sort of like wave a flag that says there's another way of doing things. And um, just tell someone you love something about them every day. That's really good too. <laughs> Nurturing the ground. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Yeah. It's been fantastic talking to you.